0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. And we tried to get all the political shit off our chest before we recorded, because the world is a crazy place, and I don't know, I want you guys to be able to escape all that. But Brent, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, we wanted to at least, it'd it be insane to not even acknowledge, especially at the time at which we're recording this. Exactly! Um, so it's kind of <laughs> impossible to ignore so we're aware of that, but we, you know, there's also plenty of places where you can uh, support and help out, and we can lend our voices to uh, help out and keep people safe. Um, we know our audience. We know all four of you. We don't yeah. think <laughs> we don't think this is an intelligent or well-researched podcast. We no, don't think guys- our opinions are. Um, well informed so we're not going to get on here and advocate or speak about stuff um just like be safe shit's insane it's at a boiling point um but we're hoping to provide at least a small respite of just not having to think about it because we're so inundated with the information all the time yes Um, maybe just a cool like half an hour 45 minute podcast of just like here's some dumb shit Here's well some said. dumb, dumb idiots talking about video it's, games. That's
0: what I mean. You come here to hear about us uh, painting the basement, our cats, and <laughs> like all sorts of other dumb shit. So we're here to hopefully make you laugh and cheer you up in this crazy world that we are all a part of. But that's the thing. I think I mentioned it. Yeah, I did say my name and the show. Uh, how are you doing, <laughs> We did Brent? cover the basics.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. It's just getting into warm season. Even Even with my new computer, it's just... Me being in here all the time and generating the body in my very small enclosed closed room. Uh, I've talked about before, I got no airflow with the windows and stuff. So it's like, it's just hot all the time now.
0: Yep, so, starting to sweat. Yeah. Oh, man. And the bugs are out. I had a nice little fire going before we uh started the podcast. And we Ooh. last minute door dashed some Rita's Italian ice, if people are unfamiliar with that. And oh, my gosh, it's so good. Gelati ice cream mixed with Ooh. water ice. Oh, man.
1: I didn't realize water ice was such a Philly thing. Like, I knew Philly was known for water ice, and maybe, like, the Jersey Shore and stuff, but yeah. I didn't realize people outside of Philly don't know what water ice is. Like, or, they've never heard the word.
0: As Philly people say, water ice.
1: Water ice. I, I got to argument with my mom. Like, it's water. <laughs> She's like, no, it's water. I was like, how do you spell it? She's like, W-A-T. I was like, yeah, not W-O-O-T-E-R. <laughs> like, it's Water. And I, had, I always had friends growing up, every, you know, twice a year, they would get into this huge argument of water and water and crayon and crown. And I was like, I hate yep. this. walk. I to hate the city. Oh,
0: Lord, it is insane.
1: You don't realize that Philly has an accent, but it's just like certain words. And we just like string it all together into one long sentence. We don't we don't bring We don't take breaks. Nope. Um, but yeah, it's I was able to actually one of the weird benefits of the lockdown because I was able to visit uh, Porto's Bakery up here in like Burbank. Um, for anyone who ever comes out to this area, definitely check them out. They're like a legendary bakery out here. Oh, nice. Uh, I want to say Cuban. But the like I've never been inside of the bakery in under an hour. It's always taken at least an hour to get through the line and order oh, something. Oh, wow. It's so busy. And with the lockdown, you can't stand in line. So now you have to order online, get a time slot. Go and pick it up yourself, and it's the fastest I've ever gotten anything from there. Oh, that's cool. So it's a weird weird benefit for that. I got got spicy potato cheese balls, and uh, oh, God, my body hates me. Yeah.
0: Regrettable, (laughs) but delicious at the time.
1: I'd do it again in a heartbeat. It was so good. Um, But yeah, there's, you know, stuff's opening back up with the quarantine. I don't recommend going out still (laughs) until there's a treatment or vaccine you can still catch it, so... Yeah, uh, don't, be careful. Don't think, don't think that stuff opening up, again, means it's safe. I already see a lot of people walking around without masks now, and it's like, nope, it's not, nothing's changed. Just because you're bored doesn't mean you should go out now.
0: Yeah, so, for sure.
1: Um. Yeah. Well, I did want to say, this is a food
0: podcast. Uh, we're coming for you, Doughboys. No, we? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I got
1: uh, Oreos, I had... Mint Oreos and Lemon Oreos, and I was like, "Ooh, let me put these together and get like a Mint Julep Oreo." All
0: right, now nope. you have my attention. Nope.
1: It was just like pure sugar. My blood was just like was surging the second it touched my lips. It was. Don't recommend that. It was too Okay,
0: much. fair enough. I did get back into those. I forget what they're called exactly, but the the Elfwick Fudge Sandwiches, like they're cookies, but oh, like
1: uh, elf fudge.
0: Exactly. You dunk them head first, man. Classic. Just bite the heads
1: off. Love yeah. it. It spells elf, e l f.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I think I got the double stuff ones. Anyway, no, this isn't a food podcast. It's a video oh. game podcast. Um that's the thing. Uh quarantine should be playing games. I'm still not. How about you? I <laughs> uh, I mean, I did play You're something though.
1: You're running out of excuses, dog. It's been it's been like 2 months.
0: That's what I mean. These intros get longer and longer as I try to avoid the video games, but <laughs> I will eventually play some more games soon.
1: Someday. Someday, but someday no, Animal Crossing will well, be done. S-
0: That's the thing. I am still loving Animal Crosses again. It's because I'm playing it so slowly, and there are a few updates. I need to mention that while we're on the topic. All right, Kurt still living on my island. Not happy about it. Croak is too. bad. No, I'm gonna let Croak live here, but Kurt, he's got to go. I don't. I'm literally (laughs) pulling the (laughs) root Pitch face. That's the thing. I'm trying to avoid him entirely. Like you said, if you just never talk to him ever, that's the route I'm going with him, and. so far, so good, but all right, here's the thing. I'm complaining every day to Isabel, and one day – she's not doing shit, by the way. She no. never does.
1: I think I saw the complaints are to change – if you say, I don't like how they speak, that'll get rid of a nickname they gave you if you don't like it anymore. And if you say, I don't like how they dress, that'll get rid of like any custom clothing they might have if, they, if you gave them a shirt or if you made one in the store and they're wearing it all the time, you don't like it.
0: Oh, Damn. Um,
1: Besides that's that, it. I don't I don't think it shows anything
0: complaining to all. Oh, well, now I'm not going to waste my time anymore, but I really thought if I just complained to Shitload, she'd like be like, okay, he nah. doesn't like you. All right, well, that's not working out for me. Anyway, one day I log in, and as, uh, like, I don't know, whenever you log in, uh, it'll, like, place your character right in front of your house. Yeah. And my character is right in front of his house and there's kurt standing like 2 feet from me just like as <laughs> if he was like waiting for me to come out and i was thinking kurt, to myself is this be- yeah exactly i was like is this because i complained to isabel but no i i just continue to ignore him and i'm hoping for the best that's the thing we had a person on my in my campsite, uh, her name was Melba. She's a koala. She's adorable. Melba. She's she was saying, I want to live here. It's great, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think I can. There's too many people. And I was like, all right, uh, ask around. And the person that she asked around and was like, oh, oh this okay. person's willing to move out was ketchup. And I was like, no, I'm not willing can't, to lose, ketchup, lose ketchup, ketchup for you. Not at all. So I was like, all right, let's try something else. And I just, like, was exhausting dialogue options with her. And eventually, she, as a character, I think this might be unique to her, would, like, bring out cards. And she was like, I'm going to uh, no. leave this a chance. Or maybe not. Okay, this that's, might nah, be. No,
1: yes, yeah, the campers do that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay.
0: No, th- let me, I'm glad you let me know. So that's the thing. She pulled out the cards and she's like, uh, if you guess the right suit of these cards, I'll actually live on this island regardless or something. And I was like, oh, man, I'm really hoping I'll guess correctly. And I did not. So then later in the day, my wife logs in and Kurt is like almost stalker level, just chasing them down. Like, hey, Lauren, <laughs> and just like running up to her, And she's like, no, leave no, no, me no. alone. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is about that, I'm suspicious that Kurt's character is just trying to give her an expression. <laughs> I'm like, damage yeah. or one of those reactions. Uh So so she can emote. But regardless, uh, she's avoiding him, too. And then she went to the campsite to talk to Melba and she played the game, too. And she lost. So I'm like, God damn it. One of these days, I hope Melba moves in and we replace Kurt. But it has not happened yet.
1: If she if she's out of the campsite, you might never see her again.
0: Oh no! no chances.
1: <laughs> Just pure RNG. Like if you run into them once, that's it.
0: Well, um, the way she made it seem was like I want to come here, so I'm hoping that like as soon as someone moves out, she's still in the market, maybe.
1: Maybe, like, if, you know, they might be floating around there in the ether. Um, if you talk to any camper enough, they'll say like, God, this place is great. I want to move here. So yeah, that's just the, you know, Typical. standard. Yeah. Um, my question, though, is with the card game, because uh, a few campers I've talked to have done that as well. Were the cards, you have to guess the color of the card, red or black? Was it red both times? Yes. And I was so mad because when my
0: wife played, she was like uh, the first time she got it wrong. And, uh, and I was like. When I played, it was red again, and she was like, Well, I'm gonna go black, and then it was wrong. And I was like, No, <laughs> so it was very frustrating, but I have a feeling it's like almost consistently like double whatever it was.
1: I think it might always be red because I've had about four campers at my campsite at this point, and it was always red.
0: God damn it. Well, and then so, if you get it wrong, it goes from are, are you guessing just red or black to you're guessing the suit like I diamond, uh, fucking yeah. Now there's four options, and it was that much harder.
1: I mean, I, I usually didn't talk to them too much. So if I wanted them on the island and I messed that up, I'm like, all right, we're done. Like, I can't recruit you anymore. So I I didn't push them on it further. So maybe it would uh, yeah. switch to the suit. But yeah, I I don't know. I I mean, I think everyone's just speculating on how to get rid of a, a camper or a villager at this point. Because um, I did the same thing. Uh, I talked to... Wendy, maybe a few times when she first moved in, she was like the third can or third villager I had on my island. Yeah, and then I've never really talked to her since. Still here. Ne- never talked about moving out. Never, you know, really showed any interest or anything like that. So I don't talk to her at all, and she's still here.
0: Yeah, she's just content.
1: And then Octavian is my newest villager. I moved in. He's the octopus, and I had someone move in. I've talked about before. I'm trying to get Raymond to move out to give to a friend of mine. Oh, cool. Um, so when a person was visiting the campsite, I was like, oh, let me just go around and talk to see who wants to move out. And the person was immediately like, oh, Octavian's talking about moving. I was like, he just got here. And I've talked to him every single day since. Damn. So I don't I don't believe anyone really knows. I think it's just pure RNG random luck of who wants to move out and who doesn't. Yeah. So I don't think there's a trick. I think it's all uh, psychosomatic where people are doing something. And then that person wants to move out, and they're like, oh, my thing worked. It's like, it didn't. That was just, you know, pure luck that – or coincidence that it did for right. the villager.
0: Yeah, so, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I remember uh, Mint, the squirrel. I talked about her. her. She was yeah. a camper who moved into my island. And, yeah, she did the same thing where she played cards. Like, guess which color the card was when she f- uh, first got there. And I was like, oh, it's this one. She's like, oh, right, yeah, I'll move in. And I talked to her again. She's like, oh, we play cards again. And you can get something online. mine. I was like, all right, sure. Uh, and she gave me a, a pacifier.
0: What the and hell? Like,
1: and she's like, oh, it's red, like my favorite little red dress. I was like, Mint, you a freak?
0: You yeah, like that's some freaky? really like, weird mint?
1: Yeah. and I, I think it was just like random luck that she had a pacifier. But I was like, yo, Mint likes to fuck. She likes yeah, to God get nasty. Oh, Jesus <laughs> so, Christ. And she's like, I think she's like a prim and proper or like QC villager. I don't know her personality type, but she's like very peppy and like, you know, pretty white uh, and like seafoam green uh, interior of her house and stuff. And she's like, Yo, I like to get wild. Here's my passfire if you just want to rave and grindy for a while. Like, yeah. Damn, Mint. Damn, girl. Yeah, like, Mint
0: knows how to party.
1: That's why she's on my island. Nice.
0: That's what I mean. <laughs> I need better people. Kurt doesn't know shit. Uh, he's a fucking narc. Uh, oh not in this climate all right anyway moving on uh that's the thing uh i'm trying to think if there's any other animal crossing updates not particularly i did get another type of guitar which is cool because in real life i play guitar so uh and same thing with like the pedal board in game like i just in recent uh weeks have been building my own guitar pedal for the first time in real life and like it's so satisfying like having all these effects like blend together and shit so i've been really uh building my board and it's really satisfying. So that's also cool that I have a couple pedal boards and animal crossing. So just collecting the different things that mean shit to me and, uh, moving different, uh, properties around. I moved my museum recently so I can move my house closer to my wife's house. Cause she's been asking for that for a while now. So just Aww. having fun with just like decorating the Island. Oh, that's my last thing I did want to say is now that I have like the terraforming shit, I started Demolishing some cliff faces so I can access as part of my island that I never was able to. Like there was like this beautiful beach area I was never even utilizing because it was like, uh, blocked off because of, of these cliff faces. So I've mm-hmm. now completely demolished this, uh, to the point that I can now walk around my island a 100 like a complete 360 and like yeah. go fishing and shit and it's like so much nicer because for the longest time it'd, it'd just be like i'm on this half of the island or this half of the island and this part up top is completely like off limits and now it's no longer so that's pretty cool
1: oh nice uh yeah i had a big um river going across like kind of a upside down u-shape across like my whole island okay and it actually neatly divides it up into like four parts like the top half bottom half and then like the two coastlines on the side nice um so i just built bridges for all of those as soon as i could and then with the terraforming um on like the upper right side of like the horseshoe shape or like the upside down U uh, is a waterfall which has to be i think three squares apart or at least mine is three squares apart it doesn't have to be Okay. Um. But with the terraforming, I was able to just add little steps, little patches of dirt, like every two squares or every one square, one and a half square. That way you can easily hop across them without having to build a full bridge. Oh, really? Yeah. So if it's, I think if it's two squares or less of river, your villager can get across it on their own without the pole vault. Okay,
0: that's so. good to know.
1: Yeah, so that way I didn't have to run, like, all the way down the coastline and get back to the bridge at the very bottom. Like, I I (laughs) could just hop across at the waterfall. Nice. Yeah, but it's a bitch um, because, like, one of those spots above it, like, above the waterfall, is just a single square of dirt above it, like, up to the third level. Yeah. And uh, back when I was hunting fossils, a fossil appeared there, like, two or three times so I'd have to terraform all around that area just to build land to get up there to have oh my enough space God. to dig. Because you can't dig on the square you're on.
0: That's extra funny that the game would put the fossil there multiple times. It's like it knew and it was trolling you.
1: Cause like the the fossil placement or just the spawning of stuff is smart. It's not just anywhere there's available plant. It won't go like behind houses and stuff. Because it's so hard to see back there. Oh really? I didn't I thought it was just random. It, it is to a degree, but it's smart enough where it's like, if there's something, you know, if there's a tree directly in front of it, it won't place a fossil directly behind that because right. it'll be so difficult to find and stuff like that. So it is intelligent to a degree, but the fact that it put it on that one square that is super hard to d- get to multiple times, I was like, I'm done. And yep. I just like tore down that square. I was like, this, it's just gone. And I just flattened out that whole area because I'm like, I'm sick of this shit. I don't even hunt fossils anymore, but I was just like, never again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. And it's, yeah, I've seen people move around and reshape their whole islands and they're like, look, I made a giant, you know, picture of blathers out of my island. I was like, Christ, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go that far. I'm just going to make no. it nice and pretty with flowers and uh have roads connecting everyone's house. I don't have that yet. So, once I have that, I feel like I'll probably stop playing. But that's yeah. my last little video game update for you guys is I did play a little bit of Farming Simulator for once, <laughs> I'm not lying. Picture. But like it was only like for like 20 minutes. I uh-huh. was drunk and I was thinking to myself like I don't feel like doing the tutorial like, at all. (laughs) Ah, skip it. No, seriously, there was, like, three of them or something, and I'm like, ah, let's just play. And I ended up like, driving my tractor all over. I did, like, figure out a couple things, like, I was harvesting some stuff, but then I turned my harvesting into, like, a, well, that's the thing. I saw you could take your tractor to, like, a big mountain and, like, oversee, like, the whole, like, landscape, and I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, this is, like, a big painting canvas, and I'm gonna go into the, like, uh, fields and shit and use my harvesting tools to like make a big picture. And mm-hmm. I tried my best to make a penis and it was, it, it looked okay. But like in all reality, I feel like people that play this game regularly could, uh, definitely up their, up the ante, but that right. I'm sure they're not playing the game to do stupid shit like i am they're probably playing it for what it's worth but that's the thing the graphics are incredible i feel like this game is definitely for someone it's not for me like i i could just tell like even if i went down the road of like let me do the tutorial and really harvest the land and be a farmer it i'm not gonna get get any real satisfaction out of it i just want to dick around and yeah and then i eventually tried driving my tractor off a cliff and that's the (laughs) screenshot brand saw
1: that's what i saw yeah um yeah those kind of simulator games it's it's very much a zen zoning out game but with still an active progression a sense of progression yeah. so it's it's that scrap itch in the back of your head that you scratch like the reason i like roguelike games is because so i always get to confuse there's rogue light rogue light i believe yes where once you die you start over and it's a hundred percent like n- nothing carries over it's brand new every single time like you start fr- you know fresh with zero items or whatever, and then there's rogue like where it's when you die you start over, but there's an overarching level of progression where you can get you know more hearts every time, you know, and it takes a lot to buy those upgrades, but those upgrades carry over between each life, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm more inclined to prefer rogue like. Because it has a better sense of progression as opposed to it's a new game every single time. You have like you know you could be on hour you know one or you could be hour on hour five hundred and it's the same game. And I was like, no, I like you know Rogue Legacy Binding of Isaac. I like that little degree of progression where I can see like I'm chipping away at it. I got a goal and I'm I'm getting there bit by bit. Versus it's it's just the same game.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure which camp I'm in. I think I am Rogue Light actually. Really? Where it's brand yeah. new every time. Yep, I think so.
1: Hmm, interesting. Um yeah, but I think that's what the simulator games are. It's it's people like having a little like, Oh, I harvested the wheat today and then tomorrow I'll you know, book the cows or something. It's like and that's all they do. They only play for, you know, half an hour a day or something. But yeah. they chip away it a little bit bit by bit.
0: I do gotta give him credit though. The fucking tractors and the equipment you can buy are all legit as fuck. Like, it's so <laughs> cool. Like, I, I don't know. That's what I, it felt like I was like playing a need for speed game when you're like, uh, toggling through like all the Porsches and shit, but it's like a goddamn, like, yeah, corn <laughs> harvester, chucker or something. I don't know what the fuck they were.
1: Careful, Doug. Your Pennsylvania showing. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's games like that where it's like, well, There's no lasers, there's no aliens, there's no robots. Might as well put all the attention and detail into the farming equipment.
0: Let's make the tractors cool, for sure. (laughs) But yeah, that was my farming simulator experience, and it was for free, and I don't think I'll be playing again, so hopefully you (laughs) weren't looking forward to more about that.
1: Farming updates. Um, Oh, cool. Uh, How about you? People might be excited. I finish XCOM Chimera Squad.
0: All right, already? I knew and, you were playing
1: a lot. <laughs> I was playing a lot, but it is a much it, you know it was forty dollars I believe, or maybe thirty dollars at full price. I think the expansion might have been more expensive. Okay, um, but yeah, it was it was definitely a smaller game. It was a, whole, a it completely intended to be a smaller scaled game, so it, it was much shorter. Um, but yeah, so I, and as far as I know, there's no more XCOM, so there won't be more XCOM updates after this. As far as I know, they definitely they definitely set it up for a third. So we'll see. Um, yeah, so XCOM Chimera Squad, it's, um, you're basically playing as a police squad in a specific city, and you're going around updating them and, uh, protecting it all and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. Last I was talking about it, I was stuck on one of the, uh, I said, you're, you're hunting after three gangs, and I was at the final mission for the first gang, who's was, like, a group of aliens, um, trying to essentially rebuild the army you it in the second one. Mm-hmm. And I was on the boss mission for that, and it was just—it was beating the shit out of me because it was just like three rooms, and then the last rooms was spawning guys that just got harder and harder. And I just said, "Screw this! Let me look this up. Let me see the right way to do this because I'm, I'm struggling so much. I don't—I don't even have a clue where to start." Yep. And they—and they said, "Use like the guide." Pretty much said, "Like you can do it anyway. It's XCOM. You can you know your strategy is just as valid as anyone else's if it works." Um, so he's like, you don't have to follow this exactly, but here's what I did to beat it. And it's like, I have these soldiers. I was like, cool. I only got three of those, not four. It's was like, shit, out, I'll go with that one. Um, and they're like pretty much as soon as you get to the last room, just rush the boss, just swarm him immediately on your first turn and beat the shit out of him Like instantly. And it'll make the rest of it easier. Nice.
0: And the, the strategy I assumed worked for you.
1: It worked because it's, it's turn based, and you see the like turn line up. Uh, in the corner or on the side of the screen so mm-hmm. it's like, my guy two enemies my guy two enemies my guy three guys like you know like D, they essentially uh determine who goes first based on like speed or some factor i forget what okay um and then you can there's different abilities where you can rearrange that order where there's like a there's a help out a teammate action where you can bring up someone and you know last in the turn order up to have their turn next so there's different stuff where you can rearrange that um to play with it And the problem with the boss is, he essentially went every two actions. Every two people, the boss would then go. What? He wasn't like a once a turn like everyone else in the game. Yeah. He kind of just went every two people. He's like, all right, my turn again. All right, my turn again.
0: What the fuck? That's insane.
1: And, And instead of having like two actions per movement... He had like three or four, so, or he could do some crazy special shit. Fuck that! So he, he was just so annoying. They're just like, kill him instantly. Just kill him, and everything else is so much easier. And yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So because I was too busy trying to disable uh, the machine that was bringing in reinforcements, I was trying to turn those off as quickly as possible. And then you know one of the reinforcements comes in and shoots a big AOE blast. So I was like, I was trying to get rid of him as quickly as I could. Because the boss could only attack one person at a time instead of a big group, you know? So I just, my strategy was just in a different mentality of, like, I'm used to playing against, you know, 6v20 characters in XCOM 2 instead of just a 4v4 or 4v12 or whatever.
0: Yeah, I like how you said, though, like, any strategy is acceptable when it comes to XCOM. It's very much just like the Dark Souls, like, I'm running to the boss, bitches.
1: (laughs) Yeah like, oh, well, the proper strategy is... Like the proper strategy is the one that gets it done. Yeah, exactly. Because where I there's so win. <laughs> many, there's so many variables that are just like, we can't tell you if this is the best one because of RNG, you might miss. And then that strategy shit now. Yeah. So it's really just like, here's the guys I use that are good. And it's the same... Like I said before, the one character is the medic. Always had the medic. I, there's times where you tr- send a unit to train and get better skills. I never sent her away because I always needed her on missions. So she was... By far, my most experienced player or character, but I never got the bonus abilities from her because I could never afford to not use her on a mission.
0: Okay, um,
1: so stuff th- that kind of sucked because I was so dependent on her. Yeah, uh, and she was voiced by Ashley Birch. She was, you know, Chloe in Life is Strange and a thousand yeah. other video games and stuff, which is great. But like, be- once again, because she was in every mission, I heard those voice lines so many times. <laughs>
0: oh, that's a bummer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, like a, one of the aliens does mind control, so you can like mind control one guy and control him for a turn. And the next turn, you can stun another guy. And then when you level him up enough, anyone that he's used his mind powers on, he can then damage all at the same turn. So eventually, you can like, turn enemies against each other and then attack them all at once. When you, so that him and like the healer are so good, I never yeah. didn't have them. Um, but uh, after that boss battle, I did. It it became too easy. Like, that felt like it was the hardest, and I, I on the guide it said, this is the hardest battle. And then really? everything else was not that hard. Even the final mission of the game was not as hard as that boss battle for me was.
0: I hate when that happens. It's always, like, a surprise, like, you get stuck on Spike this boss. Exactly.
1: Yeah, um, To the point where uh, when you go out for random, like, street missions and stuff, like, in between big uh, events, it'll say the difficulty of the mission. Like, you know, easy, moderate, difficult, very difficult that boss battle was uh, classified as very difficult. Every single mission after that was classified as very difficult because the difficulty has been spiked so much after that, they had to keep it at that level or else it would have gotten, you know, too easy. Okay. So it just skewed the whole rest of the game for me of like, well, you did the hardest mission. I I guess good luck. The rest aren't that tough. So, like, I said before... um, you go to different encounters, and that's when you have the opportunity of getting a robot reinforcement if mm-hmm. one of your units went down. I only used a reinforcement robot twice the entire game. Wow. So, like, it's because, the, like, all the other missions were so much easier comparative to that. Right. And the, one of the only ones I used it on was another big boss who was, like, a psychic type who was very powerful and had a lot of a lot of buffs and stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, I almost never used the robots because... I, I figured out the team that worked I figured out the strategy that worked for them and just it just worked for the whole game so it's a fun game it was really cool having a small unit and like you know narrow focused on stuff instead of a whole world ending scenario mm-hmm. but once once you get past a certain level of difficulty it just plateaus and or even kind of plummets back down yeah and like there was never really a challenge after that one that first boss battle so. That
0: surprises me, especially with a franchise that's, like, known for, like, I don't know, raising the bar. The difficulty. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it XCOM 2 and 1 kind of had that, too, where it was just such a hard, steep learning curve in the beginning. But then once you get the armor and weapon upgrades, where you can do reasonable damage and not get killed, not get one-shot by basic units. Yeah. You really, like... Because it's still computers. They're still not, like, planning five steps ahead where it's like, oh, if I set my guy up here... In two more turns, he can do this giant AOE attack and like knock out four guys at once and stuff. They're they're still just taking it turn by turn and analyzing the field each time. So, it it does kind of plateau a bit in XCOM one and two as well. But this one was just so starch, so obvious that it was like, like I said, every other mission was classified as very difficult, and I never had nearly as much difficulty on it as that first boss battle. So it was like. That one really just kind of fucked everything else up afterwards. Yeah. So, um, and then at one point I just had like too many units in my team where I'm like, they're just doing like busy work. Uh, You get little upgrades for certain counties and districts in your city. I had all of them upgraded like about halfway through the game to max level. So I was like, well, the current, the resource I used to level those up is useless now because I don't, I can't use it for anything else. And they're like, oh, do you want to get more intel? I was like, why? I can't use it on anything. Everything's fully upgraded. They're like, oh, well, do you want more illyrium to research more, uh, better equipment? I was like, all the good researching stuff doesn't require illyrium, so I don't need this. So and um, because the because un- your team is so much smaller, it's only four guys at, at a mission, mm-hmm. two two robots for backup. You only need six units worth of good gear. Because any time other than that, no one else is going on missions. So they give you all of this gear of, like, you research this, and, like, pistol upgrades, machine gun upgrades, and, like, different types of ammunition, and different types of armor, and grenades. It's, like, cool. I got six units fully spec'd out with, like, good gear. I don't need the rest. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mixing and matching after every mission. This one works. I'm going to keep this gear. Like, why would I not use it? So a lot of the additional stuff of like upgrade this or you, you know, use gather this resource so you can use it for this it's like i don't i don't need to like there's really no reason to
0: yeah is that for like the completionist or
1: <laughs> well i don't even know if it's that because like um by the time i beat the game i still had like seven things uh to upgrade like to research and upgrade mm-hmm. but i clearly beat the game without those so i didn't need them right so like and even the amount of time it takes to research those um i would get to a certain point where they're like this is a critical mission you have to do this mission today i was like okay like so i started taking my time and you know didn't speed up through it as much i i don't know how i could have possibly researched everything in one game so i don't know if you're supposed to or if it's forcing you to pick and choose which upgrades you want because you can't get everything right but then i just picked the obvious ones like well you know half my team uses uh, assault rifles i'll upgrade assault rifles but then you can get um legendary weapons so like a oh you know a high-tech assault rifle a high-tech pistol Mm -hmm. and you just equip your team with that and then the upgraded ones don't matter anymore so once i got four legendary weapons i didn't i didn't need the upgraded weapons anymore because right i'm only you know only using four people at a time maybe six if the robots so i was like why why research that if i have a legendary gun now so right it just there's there's a lot of stuff where I'm like I see what you're trying to do you're trying to carry it over from XCOM 2, this doesn't work though because it's so much smaller and like I am not I'm not equipping a full army I'm equipping four people at a time right so there there was a bit of like bloat of like I don't I don't need this anymore this is kind of pointless like this I is guess busy work
0: I guess like you said though it was for like the, uh, the the XCOM fans of what they're familiar with perhaps
1: I mean I'm sure on harder difficulties maybe um you know maybe the, maybe the game goes longer maybe there's additional missions maybe there's you know harder enemies so you really need those specific upgrades i was only playing on like normal difficulty right okay but like i can't imagine there's that much different between le- difficulty levels yeah so um it, it was still fun it was still really good i still recommend it to anyone who enjoys xcom or tactics games and wants you know a new one um, the breach mode where you're breaking into stuff um, is still cool and unique. Uh, all the units have specialties, so it's fun playing an XCOM game with all those different types of aliens and stuff. Um, that city, though, I think it's like City 31 or whatever. Very basic name. Um, their, their glass is made of just candy. It's sugar. Just, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. It's just nothing. Because you break you break in through windows every single mission for like the breach. Basically. Love it. And I'm just like, Yo, I don't know if anyone on the XCOM developing team has, like, gone through a window. Shit hurts, and it's hard, and it's not easy.
0: <laughs> oh, man, so. Brent, you just reminded me. I mean, I've never gone through a window, but I've seen in college uh, one drunken night. This is, like, a hazy yeah. member coming back to me, but wow. Uh, we were all wasted hanging out on, like, just, like, a porch of, like, somebody in, like, the city of Bethlehem, somebody's apartment, and these two kids oh man it was crazy he came out of the place covered in uh what is it shaving cream and the one they were like swinging at each other and everyone's like what's going on here and it turns out uh this one kid walked into a party that was a shaving cream party and he didn't know it so he got completely sprayed down and was not happy about it so he's fighting the dude that's like running the party or something and what ended up happening was They're swinging so hard, this one dude actually hit the dude in the face, so that was insane. But then the next swing completely missed and went right through a window, and dude, it was not pretty because, yeah, he pulled out his arm, and it was just bloody as hell. And we're like, okay, time for this guy to go to the hospital or something because it wasn't my problem, but good lord, that was not a pretty sight. Because, yeah, people think of like, oh, in movies, you go through glass all the time. It's like, glass? Will just rip you to pieces.
1: <laughs> class is sharp. Yeah. So, but it's because in movies it's like sugar class. It, it's exactly. it's like Sugar, yeah. so it's easy to break. For the stump uh, doubles. Yeah, exactly. I remember a Mythbusters where they're like, ah, is it easy to like, can you knock someone out by smashing a bottle over their head? Like oh, they do in Lord, the you just kill them. I was like I mean it that's one of those where I was like, Myth when I realized Mythbusters was just doing a show, they weren't actually questioning it because yeah. they're stunt co- or not stunt coordinators they're stunt designer or product or prop designers for movies or at least adam savage was before uh, he started mythbusters okay so yeah. i'm like they know the answer they know it's sugar glass they know this isn't real yeah but it was like ah we got to do it for a tv show and it's it's a quick thing to do um but yeah if if all these units i have in XCOM com squad are just jumping through windows every single time like they'd all be bloody as shit and stuff and <laughs> for like, sure yeah
0: I feel Um, like that would be the best way to enter any place ever. Like, I feel like if I could get a replaceable window window on my office, like every day, I'd just like blast right through.
1: There's an old story of a, I think it's like an attorney or lawyer in New York City, and um, he would kind of do a weird hazing thing for new employees where he would scare them uh, by like, he was on like the 58th floor of his building, and he'd run and like, bot, like, tackle his window, like, body (laughs) to his window. (laughs) And people would get scared because they're like, oh, no, he's going to fall through. And then he hits it and he doesn't. So he's like, ha ha, I scared you. Hey, one time that didn't work. And he went through. No kidding. So like, don't do that. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Like people were like getting behind the hot signs of like, oh, at that altitude, class is thinner and like class is actually melting. It just at a very slow pace. So, if you have a glass window for a long time, it's thinner at the top and thicker at the bottom because it's dripping. Yeah, like, what the
0: they, fuck? That reminds me. I learned that in science class in like middle school crazy. where they're like literally gravity is pulling on glass over just time. Like, that like if, uh, w- yeah, imagine a building built in the year of this year, 200 years from now, the glass would just be fucked or something.
1: It's like super thin at the top and very de- thick at the bottom. That's um,
0: so weird.
1: But I remember people getting into the science of it, like, oh, the air pressure outside was like higher than the in the office, or it was hotter, and it's like, yeah, the dude's body slamming glass, shit breaks. Yeah, ah. like you will need science,
0: <laughs> not at all. It's glass is a fragile material.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, anyone interested in the XCOM games still, or the games like that, Chimera Squad, Squad's great. It's fully recommended. Um, don't pick the Advent Group. I already forget their name because it's been so long. Um, but you basically have like a psychic group, a mercenary group, and then an advent group. Don't pick the advent group right away. Okay. You know, go go with the mercenary one, the great phoenixes. They're easier. Um and yeah, like I said, the last mission of the game, you got a bunch of these really thick, heavy armored guys. Um thick, thick ass bitches. Uh oh, no. and <laughs> they're annoy- they're just brutes. And the annoying thing is anytime they get hit, they have a reaction ability where they give themselves one layer of armor and one armor. Uh, automatically nullifies one level, uh, one degree of damage. So if you just shoot them multiple times, they can get up to like five levels of armor in like one round and stuff. So they become oh, really, they can get really annoying really fast. Yeah. Um, but as soon as the mission started, they're like, "There's the bad guy. He's the one who organized all this." I was like, "Cool. I'll use all of my abilities to make my units go first and use their first round to just shoot the shit out of them." And before the bad guy could even do anything, he was dead. Like, within the immediate first, like, few turns of combat. he was what? instantly. Di- so, I'm just like, this wasn't hard because his, like, all of my guys could attack before he could. So, why wouldn't I just unload everything into the main bad guy? Yeah. So, like, he was instantly killed. And I guess he was the challenging part of it because everyone else, like, no one else even got hurt. <laughs> because by that point, you're still leveled up. Like, the the alien with, like, tele- telepathy powers. Um. Everyone he, everyone he's telepathically connected to, he can damage like that one attack I said earlier. Okay. He gets a later ability for every person he's telepathically connected to. He can also regenerate one health for every person on his turn.
0: Ooh, nice.
1: So if I did it enough times, and you can do it to two people uh, in, for one of his turns, he's gaining like five to seven health like every turn. So like they Bam. just target, they targeted him, but then he would just heal back by himself if he needed to. I'd send another healer to him. And they just kept going after him for some reason. So I'm like, this isn't, this isn't even hard. Like they're just dumb. Yeah. So, um, coming back from the first round of XCOM, I played XCOM two, and then playing XCOM of the Cho- uh, War of the Chosen and then Chimera Squad. Like the difficulty dramatically sloped. I don't. I'm not gonna say I got better at it, but it's just one of those things where it's like, once you find the strategy that works, why would you ever not use it?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So,
1: it, it doesn't evolve as much as you think it does. It's real tough at the beginning, but then like a third of the way through, you get your footing and you're like, I can handle this.
0: Yeah, same so. with ladder ball.
1: Oh, God, I miss ladder ball. We it's, just
0: played today. It's so fun.
1: I got some cheap plastic set in college and you throw the balls in a around it, it would just crack the bu- the beam it's on. It's like, well, no, right. no more plastic <laughs> sets. Yeah. Flimsy things. Um, yeah, that's about all I've been playing. Um, I reinstalled... Hands of Feet 2, it's a game okay. i talked about probably yeah. years ago at this point. <sighs> yeah, totally. And that's a fun one. I still really recommend that because it's just so unique. Is that it's, the D&D style game? No, it's, it's kind of like you're talking to a dealer, and it gives you little areas you go to, and each area is kind of its own unique minigame. Okay. And it's based on, like, cards, like the cards you draw. So each area you go to has its own, like, weird minigame uh, mechanic going on. But before you go there, you build your deck, and then he ba- he draws random encounters from that deck. You'll experience. Okay. So you'll put in some good ones. You put in some bad ones. But each one has a chance of you losing or winning it. Usually, mm-hmm. some of them are just good. Some of them are just bad. But like you know, there's a reason you'll put them in your deck. And yeah, you go to each scenario. He'll draw cards for that, and like sometimes you'll fight. And then that, when you do a fight, it's just a small area. You're fighting like, uh, you know. 3 to 20 guys in one turn. And it has Dark Souls mechanics where it's like, as long as you know how to roll and do your heavy attack, you can win. Okay. Like, you, you can never get hit, and, like, you'll just beat everyone. So it's not, it's not the most challenging combat. Right. Um, but it, it can get overwhelming with weird caveats of, like, oh, defeat this guy before time runs out, and if you don't, you lose. And that guy's just running away from you the whole time. So, like... Fuck. They add interesting challenges to make the combat harder. Um, but, yeah, it's just... It's hard to explain. Like, I really recommend watching a video of Hands of Fate 2 because it's just so unique and really cool. And like, I, I realized I didn't beat it. Um, oh, okay,
0: that explains why you're reinstalling it.
1: I'm reinstalling it because like, at a certain point I'm like, this is just getting tough. And I t- took a break. But now I'm screwing myself over because now that I'm back in it, I was like, oh, I remember how to play. I don't remember what any of the cards are, any of my like random encounter cards are. So now I can't build a deck for it because I don't know what they do. So I'm like, I need good ones, or I need strength instead of magic this time. I don't know what the strength ones are anymore.
0: So I was okay. just like,
1: I was like, ooh, I might have fucked myself over. I might have to restart from square one, which is gonna suck. Um, but it's just, it's just a really cool, unique game, and I would really recommend it. It's you know it's years old. And I think it's forty dollars at full price. So like, it's got to be cheap now. So like, it's just real neat, cool. Uh, um, so I'm gonna be dabbling in that a bit. But like I said, I might restart that, or I might just start Yakuza Zero because. I'm done, I'm done with turn-based. I'm done with tactics games. I've, I've been burnt out with XCOM. So I might just dig into Yakuza 0 and just get a real good punch and beat them up. Yeah, it's
0: funny you say Yakuza. As I was scrolling through like my free games on my PlayStation library, like checking out uh, Farm Simulator, I did see I have one of the Yakuza games. I'm pretty sure it was well, on I mean, PlayStation. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I'm going to have to get around to giving that a go. Um, but yeah, looking forward it, to that.
1: It's a very beloved franchise, and the guy that created it was like... Struggle to make like, it's published by Sega, and they're like, eh, we're not sure if it's a good idea, and I think by, like, the second or third one, he, like, they got a loyal following, and he's like, this is the only thing keeping Sega in business right now, this is the biggest franchise Sega has right now.
0: Yeah, well, that kind of segues us into our show topics real quick. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's actually valid or not, but I saw somewhere people were speculating Sega might be trying to get back into the hardware game, and I'm like... Uh, why? Not the why? <laughs> not, not, not even now. Not even at all. Like n- the Switch has it in the bag. uh We got PlayStation and Xbox uh, duking it out later this year. Just shut even, the fuck up, Sega. Even like,
1: Xbox I, is struggling with. Like there's rumors that Xbox was going to be getting out of the hardware game.
0: You right? Was, well, and that's so not like, surprising. It felt like they've been leaning towards that for quite a while now. So yeah, so it's like, kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I am a Sega fanboy though, so like, it, it, like the the nerd in me wants them to put something out that's like kicks the shit out of anything we've ever seen. But we all know that's not going to happen. So that's whatever. Happen.
1: <laughs> I mean, PlayStation's doing it, and Nintendo's doing it because they've been doing it for so long. Even Xbox was like the newer one, and now they're struggling because they're like they're trying to cross platform like all of Xbox games with PC games. It's like if you already have the PC game, why would you buy or a PC to play games on? Why would you bother? Exactly. Yeah. So it just feels like they're kind of cannibalizing the Xbox market to develop into PC stuff more. So it's like. I don't know what's happening, but yeah, if I was saying, I would not be thinking about hardware right now.
0: No, but regardless of if they're entering the hardware game sphere or not, they do have some kind of big announcements that they're hyping up. So I, I'm more or less hoping it's something along like certain franchises that they haven't been able to like come to deals with, like give me Jet Set Radio future, like, <laughs> for you were fucking <laughs> sake, for fuck's sake, like I know. That why wouldn't you work with Xbox or Microsoft or something and make that a reality when that's when it, it was first not, it, no, it first was a Sega Dreamcast game, Jet Grind Radio, and then it was Jet yeah. Set Radio Future as On an Xbox, Xbox original. So like, where has that franchise gone? I'm sure there's other franchise j- franchises associated with Sega just like that, that have completely gone off the map that other people are like, bring those back. So yeah. that's what I'm hoping those announcements are leaning towards. We'll find out.
1: I mean, Streets of Rage, I, I mean, I played that back on the Sega Genesis, so...
0: Well, and that did get a re- modern reboot, didn't it? I thought that a, was... a sequel.
1: Streets of Rage 4 came out recently. That's
0: right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking so. about.
1: But I was thinking, I'm like, oh, that's like Golden Axe. Golden Axe would be cool to come back. And I was like, eh, it'd probably be like Streets of Rage, where even if it's good, only like the real loyal fans it's will play it. It's past its time, yeah. It's, the, the genre is like for side-scrollings aren't, like you know, Castle Crashers and stuff like that. There's plenty of indie games that are doing it. It's definitely not as popular as it once was. For sure.
0: So. There is no denying that I am looking forward to Tony Hawk. Though we already talked about that, but uh, yeah. the only other thing I did want to mention was I saw that Sonic the Movie, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog sequel, is on the way, and yeah. that's uh, that's upsetting a little bit. I mean, I'm happy for Ben Schwartz, maybe, but like, not like that kid maybe. needs any more money. He's got like <laughs> he's so much. Shit. He's he's doing all sorts of stuff with uh, Middle d- Ditch middle and ditch everything. Schwartz yeah, like exactly. He's got it all. He's he's set.
1: I'm. Uh- I was immediately more concerned and more vocal about uh, the animators for sure a reminder for everyone that might have forgotten uh Sonic was made they released the trailer it was bad whether that was intentional or not who knows maybe they outed the trailer early before it was ha- like as it was half baked so they could uh partic- anticipate the backlash and buy themselves some more time to finish it you know who knows yeah but after that initial backlash where they said they'll redo it, They forced all the special effects artists and animators into crunch time, working on around 14 hours a day, seven days a week, for three to four months, nonstop, something like that. Yeah, unreal. And then the special effects studio that did a majority of the work closed and laid off all of their employees, like, without a week's notice. It's so so fucked up. Yeah. So before people are, like, all excited, like, yeah, more Sonic, more memes. Like, hey, remember they did this super shitty thing and you can get into you know the nitty-gritty details of like oh well it's not the director's fault it's not sega's fault it's not you know ben Schwartz's fault not saying it's their fault but it is a studio that did force their team into crunch time even though they said they wouldn't and that they would take care of their special effects artists because this was a concern with the backlash right and then forced them into crunch time and then laid them all off so hundreds of people were out jobs And you know this is before the quarantine. They might have never found new jobs. They might still be unemployed. So it was a shitty thing that was done by the special effects studio that was employed on the first uh, uh, Sonic movie. And it's unfortunately a very, very common malicious practice in the special effects industry. So you know maybe before we get all riled up for like more memes, like we got enough memes. Um, Yeah, just think like, hey maybe this company is not deserving of the money they got. You know, maybe they'll just fuck over the next studio they did. Cause it was yeah. definitely, they closed the Canadian branch. There are still more offices for that specific studio.
0: Okay. So. But even, even still, yeah, that's super fucked up and I feel bad for anyone affected there. And that's the thing. It, it sucks because coming from the lens of like, Oh, I really enjoyed the movie. Of course I want a sequel, but there is some other things going on there that I'm glad you mentioned.
1: Uh, I mean, it's with anything, especially with stuff like we talk about, like, entertainment and media and just it's literally anything that was made there's hundreds if not thousands of people that have been involved with it look at the credits of any video game you see how many people are involved and just realize like yeah people are affected by this stuff and you know people get screwed over left and right you know the the um, PT game like the Kojima and like you know, the Toro were making and stuff they got plenty yeah. working on it and then they got you know rug taken out from under them by Konami it's like oh well, they're all fucked now yep so stuff like that's just really disheartening and you know unless you know people talk about the you know freemium games and stuff like that like if you keep supporting the games they're going to keep doing it so
0: yeah how about you any show topics for you i have one more but i'll save it for the end
1: um two real quick ones there's going to be a power rangers battle for the grid fighting game the battle for the grid's the full title all right,
0: Uh, my only concern is, is it the old Power Rangers or new Power Rangers? Because I haven't kept
1: up in years. The answer is yes. Oh, Apparently, good! From what I've seen, it's all of the Power Rangers. All right! Because I saw some shots, you got Jason, the Red Ranger, you got Tommy, the Green Ranger from, like, the OG Power Rangers. And then there's just a big slew of characters I've never fucking seen before, so, like, eh. Yeah.
0: yeah, they had um, a million offshoots, it was like... I don't know, like Power Rangers of the Animal Kingdom or some shit. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's the merchandise. The merchandise merchandise pays for shows, and Power Rangers had so much merchandise. Same with Ninja Turtles. So, um, yeah, something that's cool with this is, is, well, it's a 3v3 fighter game. It looks pretty legit. I mean, the graphics are kind of, meh. Like, the background art, uh, art I'm not thrilled about. Um, But, like, the game itself, mechanic-wise looks pretty legit like it looks like and it's 3v3 fighter like marvel vs capcom yeah style.
0: that's what comes to mind
1: yes and um so like it's pretty neat and it's going to be across all five platforms for cross-platform play so you can you know if you got a ps4 you want to play with someone with the xbox 360 or one or xbox one or whatever the fuck is on or a switch you can play against them uh i'd be skeptical of checking out that netcode uh i i mm, you know, games that do all these cross-platform playing is usually something simple like Rocket League. It's not as complicated as a fighting game, but right. you can get it on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, uh, PC, or Google Stadia. So oh, I haven't even Pro heard much game. about that yet. No, but no one plays
0: it. That's what I mean. Uh, but no, that's really exciting stuff for uh, fighting fans, because, I don't know, and Power Rangers are just generally cool. Do you get to like, fight as like the Megazord or anything crazy?
1: Not that I saw, because it is, like, 3v3, so you have a team. Yeah. um, Or, like, Dragon Ball Z Fighters, that's a recent 3v3 team. Um, So I'd be surprised, but maybe there might be, like, a Megazord mode, where you fight with three Megazords versus other three Megazords.
0: That would be cool, but I'm not going to hold my breath.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath. But, like, speaking of Sega Genesis, I remember a Power Rangers fighting game Genesis or Saturn.
0: Quite literally one of the first video games I've ever owned uh, in my family household, and yeah, it was the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I'm pretty sure, and yeah, there was a a fighting mode where it was Zord versus other big creature, and uh, it was so great.
1: That game was legit shit. It really is. That still probably holds up.
0: I kind of want to go power that up and get that going soon. My wife and I used to play that in college. Um, But, you know, and then I guess, oh wait, you had another one?
1: Uh, Kate Blanchett's cast as Lilith in the Borderlands movie. I. I like Borderlands, the games. I don't think they're going to be a good movie. They're fun to play. They're fun with the agency of controlling the game uh, character and all the guns. The story's not there. Kate Blanchett, is she the one from the Titanic? No. Okay, I um, don't know actresses, goddamn it. Kate Blanchett, Uh, she was in Lord of the Rings. She was the elf. Oh, that, uh, okay. What, I don't know the names. Yep. Um, Thor Ragnarok, she was Thor's sister in that most recently, or pretty recently. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not worried about her casting, her casting. She's a great actress. Like that's known. Um, but are fun, silly, wacky hijinks games. I can't imagine they're having a good enough story for a movie. So that's all I had. Okay, fair enough. And I was
0: thinking of Kate Winslet. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh,
1: but uh, move, the last show topic I had for us
0: was a previous guest. Actually, he's been on our show twice, Uh, Patrick Hickey Jr. Uh, he was uh, the voice actor of a video game called The Padre, and The Padre has a sequel out called Ooh. The Padre One Shell Straight to Hell, and it is a huh. demonic new twin stick shooter. And, Bren, I mean, I know you and I in the past have played games like It Came from space and ate our brains together yep. i feel like this is like the next version of that like <laughs> i do want to play this game with a friend it looks great it looks like a mixture of it came from space uh and yeah, maybe voxel like a style. diablo but yeah and yeah. in the voxel style the graphics and gameplay just look absolutely incredible and yeah like i said our friend of the show patrick is doing the voice of the padre reprising his role so congratulations to him and the team nice. at uh shotguns with glitter uh, or shotgun with glitters.
1: There you go. Very nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I wanted to shout them out. Um. Uh, but that's gonna do it for this episode. Let's wrap this up and do some plugs. Uh, you have another podcast. Let's tell our listeners about that.
1: I got another podcast called Are We There Yet? And it's a anim- uh, anime focused podcast where we watch. You know, it's like an anime book club. We watch three episodes or a movie, and then we recap and discuss it, and pretty much give people idea of like, hey, this one's pretty good, or like, hey this is some bonker-ass nonsense, and I don't recommend it. Or, hey, this is some bonker-ass nonsense, and I love it. Hell yeah. So we got a full spectrum of shows we've watched. We've hit some big ones like My Hero Academia, Death Note. Uh, we've done some really obscure ones like Sarah Zanmay, which I don't hear a lot of talk about, but I loved.
0: So- Quick question then. Have you guys done Attack on Titan? Do you have any interest in doing it?
1: It's on the list, and we I was talking with the co-host today of tr- determining what we're going to pick for the next few episodes, and that one came up because the final season's coming out soon. So we were talking about it, but I don't think we've solidified it yet.
0: Oh, man. Fuck that We'll, we'll get
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were kind of talking about it like, oh, man, that was a real flash in the pan. I'm like, everyone loves that first season and
0: nothing (laughs) yeah and i played the video game like uh girlfriend at the time now wife bought it for me and yeah uh it was fun for that brief week and oh man it's just too repetitive and that anime is just disappointing oh well
1: yep yep it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: but that's cool. Uh, I'm glad that you told our listeners about that. But yeah, if you like our show, we're findable at all the places online at ABT Silence. We don't really social media much, but it's fine. Uh, maybe Twitch streaming at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence, uh, potentially. Uh, and I also have a record label. It's missedoutrecords.com. Lots of uh, music and vinyl and cassettes and stuff to check out there. Um, but that's going to do it for this week. Hopefully we'll be hearing from some of our other co-hosts. A lot of people have been busy during this times. And like we said at the beginning of the show, the world is quite literally on fire. So it's <sighs> nobody's fault that they can't get on the podcast. But we'll hopefully have some other voices soon. But we'll be back next week. See you guys.
1: See ya. Be safe out there.